In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would all the kids and teenagers up through the 10th grade please come forward? watching he's watching he's watching <laughs> so you ever had a birthday party any of you did you you ever run out of birthday cake or a drink or anything like that anybody run out of chips popcorn Any, yeah, food in your, it is in your house at your birthday party. Anything, whatever it might be. You ever run out, what, what would you do? If you run out, what would you do? Go to the pantry and get some more, right? Or maybe your mom or dad might run to the store and get some more, right? You don't, what? That's what you were going to say, yeah, yeah. Go buy some more, right? Well, okay, so Jesus is at the a wedding, uh, I, I don't know if it was Jesus' friend or his mother's friend because his mother was there too. And, and the wedding's been going on and Jesus with his brand new disciples because here's what happened. Jesus, Jesus was baptized and the dove came down and the voice from heaven, this is my son, my beloved, whom I love, right? And then Jesus was sent out into the desert for 40 days and he was tempted by Satan. And the next thing we know in the scriptures is that Jesus is at this wedding in Cana in Galilee, kind of close to his home. And he had just called some of his disciples. They were brand new. And so here's Jesus at the wedding, and his mama's over here, and, and they run out of wine. And you can't go to the store and buy wine. I mean, it's, you just can't, because it, that's not how it worked in those days. But what, so what would you think would happen? What, what do you think Jesus would do? about? What, why would Jesus care about that? What do you think? Would Jesus care that they ran out of wine? Did his mother care? His mother said, his, his mother said, Jesus, they're out of wine. In other words, do something, Jesus, do something. And, and Jesus, said, Jesus said, woman, what does this have to do with me? Because remember, Jesus hadn't done any miracles or anything yet. He was just beginning his ministry. He's baptized in the desert for 40 days. He's called some new disciples, and they're all right here. The disciples are with him too. And the mother, mother, do something. <laughs> what do you think his mother wanted him to do? Go to the store and buy some more wine? Huh? This, maybe the screw top or something, huh? Maybe try to figure out something. Maybe figure out something. But, but, and he did, didn't he? And so, and according to the gospel, we just heard... Jesus said, okay, he told the waiters, he said, those bottle, those big old containers over there, uh, go put water in those, like, you know, big containers, lots of water. So they put water in it, and then he said, now go serve that to the, uh, the master of ceremonies, let's say, the, the, the one who's in charge of this whole wedding, right? The wedding coordinator, right? Okay? And so, and so they pour some of this 
water that they put into these big jugs and it came out as anybody know what kool-aid no came out as wine didn't it so he turned water into wine Jesus, that was his and then it says this is his first miracle at this wedding and it was done so that god can be glorified and his disciples believe in him now i'm not sure if jesus planned that but God the Father, the Holy Spirit was leading Jesus through all of this. And Mama helped a little bit too on this one, didn't she? Huh? Well, they don't have any wine. Do something. And Jesus did something. Now, the other, I think the other side of this is the wonderful part of it is that Jesus does the same sort of thing every week when we gather at this altar. We have wine and we have bread. And we pray the Holy Spirit his power to come down and change this bread into his what we call his body and blood his presence and so jesus does it again every time we gather at the altar he changes this wine and this bread into his presence so that when we receive it we're not just receiving wine and bread we're receiving jesus himself no, it's not like we're just buying bread and then all of a sudden it becomes... No, God's doing this every time we meet together and have Eucharist together, communion together. So Jesus is still doing this, this first miracle of wedding in Cana of Galilee, and he's still doing it in churches all over the world today and for 2,000 years. Wow, what a great God we have, huh? What a great God we have. I want you to think about that when you receive communion in a minute, okay? When you receive communion, think about what Jesus has given you himself. Okay, let's listen to Miss Boggs, Deacon Boggs, um, preach her first sermon. Go, Deacon. Let me obey. All right. Whoa, here I come. <laughs> Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Good morning. In today's gospel, John told us about Jesus' first miracle, the miracle of turning water into wine. Compared to the miracles of healing and the feeding of the 5,000, this was a small miracle. Or was it? So what if they ran out of wine? The wedding guests had already been drinking enough that they probably wouldn't notice. Or would they? In Jesus' time, weddings were week-long festivals, and Jesus, his mother, and his disciples had been invited to this one. <clears throat> Most likely, the whole town had been invited. The host was expected to provide wine for the week-long celebration. Running out of wine would have caused great embarrassment for the host and his family for years to come. So when the wine ran out, Jesus' mother Mary turned to him and said, They have no wine. They have no wine. Now remember, this event is recorded as in the Bible as Jesus' first miracle. Did Mary know he could perform miracles and somehow provide the needed wine? The Bible does not tell us that she did, but think about it. Jesus, Mary was a Jewish mother. Do you think she calmly said, they have no wine, 
or was there just a little intonation in her voice as she gave him the look? You all know what I mean when your mother gives you the look. She clearly expected him to do something. Jesus replied, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. Now that sounded a little disrespectful. He addressed his mother as woman. I cannot imagine one of my sons addressing me that way. They would get the look. But that is sometimes the problem when a word is translated. The Gospel of John was thought to have been translated into Greek from Aramaic. The word translated as woman was more like our word ma'am. It wasn't disrespectful at all. Although Jesus did not verbally agree to anything, he calmly gave instructions that produced a wine far better than the wine that was first served to the wedding guests. A wine not made from the finest grapes, but from water. He saved the wedding couple from a disaster without them even knowing, knowing that there was a problem. This was truly a miracle, and only a very few were witnesses to it. Now, I would like to tell you about another wedding that became a wedding filled with miracles. <coughs> Excuse me. As I tell the story, I hope you can see all the miracles that saved this wedding. It was around 9.30 or 10 p.m. on Friday night in June of 2001, and it was raining. Excuse me. <coughs> my husband Jim, my daughter Jenny, and our three youngest children had just gotten home from the rehearsal dinner for our, our daughter Jenny's wedding. The groom's family had provided a lovely evening of food and all the things a rehearsal dinner should be. At the time, we were members of Good Shepherd Episcopal, and the dinner had been held in the parish hall. It was beautifully decorated, and we all enjoyed the whole event. As we hurried into the house so we wouldn't get wet, I laughed and said, rain on a wedding day is supposed to be a good sign. Eventually, everyone else went to bed, but Jenny and I stayed up. The wedding was at noon the next day, but we were too excited to sleep. Plus, we were a little worried about the weather. We had much to do the next morning, and our hairdresser was coming at 9 o'clock to do our hair in the updos we had selected. As the rain continued, we watched TV to see what the weather would be like the next day. It was getting worse, and they were beginning to give reports of flooding all around Houston. We lived in Tomball, only a few minutes from the church, so we weren't too worried. But as the rain grew worse, we began to pay more attention to the reports of flooding. They had already given this tropical storm a name. They named it Allison. About midnight or so, there was a special report about a place that had already flooded. Jenny and I stared in horror as the name Shirley Acres flashed on the screen. That was the venue for the rehearsal dinner after the wedding. Jenny said, what are we going to do? I calmly replied, we're going to bed and see what things are like in the morning. My first call came at 6 a.m. It was my sister, Nancy. She was almost hysterical. She and her husband had driven in from Dallas through the night and did not know how bad the weather was here. At one point, their car was floating but they did make it to a hotel. I calmly told her that they should get some sleep, the wedding was at noon, and don't call me again. <laughs> then I began to get call after call asking if we were calling off the wedding. 
how do you call off a wedding the day of? I did not hesitate to tell everyone there would be a wedding no matter what. I'm sure at this point Jesus was laughing and waiting to see what I would do next. He was in control. The next call was our hairdresser to say he was not going to be able to come to our house due to the flooding at his house. I told Jenny that it had stopped raining where we were and I was sure we could find a place to get her hair done. Debbie, my oldest daughter and the maid of honor, and I would just have to do our own hair. You ladies know how important the hairdo is in a wedding, right? Right. Jenny and I loaded our dresses into my car to take them to the church and drove to Main Street in Tomball. Almost immediately, I found Janie's Impressions, a local hair salon. We walked in and I asked the first person I saw if somebody had time to do Jenny's hair. She said no, but maybe Janie, the owner, would. We told Janie our story and she readily agreed to do Jenny's hair. I left to go to the church to check out if there was flooding there. I had been trying to reach Shirley Akers all morning to see if it was as bad as the news said it was, but I was not successful. When I got to the church, I took all the dresses and headed to the place where we were to dress. As I walked up, I saw Bill, one of our parishioners, sweeping the sidewalk to get all the, waters off, the water off. He cheerfully asked, how was I doing? I burst into tears. My calm demeanor was gone. Through my tears, I told him I had not been able to reach Shirley Akers by phone. He said that he would drive over and take a look. It wasn't very far. I thanked him profusely and went in to hang up the dresses. Just then, Jenny called and said, come to the hair salon. Janie could do my hair and Debbie's hair. I rushed over and I sat in the chair with Janie working magic with my hair. I called my friend Kay Langford and asked if she could go to Kroger and get some food and see if she could put together a reception for us. I didn't have much hope for Shirley Akers. I didn't think they would come through. I'm sure of you, most of you know Kay, she and a team of others here at St. Timothy's work behind the scenes to make many of our events happen. Kay quickly called back and said that Kroger did not have electricity or employees. I asked her just go to Walmart and do whatever she could. Janie finished all of our updos in what I thought was record time, and they were much more beautiful than the practice ones we had done, and at half the cost. To this day, I still go to a hairdresser from Janie's salon. We left to get to the church and get dressed and hoped that some of the 350-plus guests would be able to make it. I had already received calls from most of my family that they were in Pasadena and flooded in. I have a very large family, so that would be a significant hole in the guest list. My sister and her husband that drove in from Dallas would be the only extended family on my side to make it. <clears throat> As a side note, the only cell phones that worked during the time were Verizon phones. I had both a personal phone and a work phone, so my husband and I were able to keep in communication during the whole event. He was home trying to get the three other children ready for the wedding and do whatever I asked him to do. The miracles just kept coming. The wedding party consisted of six bridesmaids, six groomsmen, a flower girl, and the groom's two small sons who were junior groomsmen. Only one bridesmaid and one groomsman and the flower girl could not make it. The daughter of one of the bridesmaids was the right age, 
had a dress on the color of the bridesmaid's dresses, so she became the flower girl. The organist did not make it, but one of our guests and a church member, Aletha, offered to play the keyboard. I asked her to play whatever she could, and the music was outstanding. Much better than the organist, who was a substitute for Mike Mason, our church organist, who was unable to attend the wedding. Many of the invited guests were not able to be there, but 120 of them were able to make it. Our photographer, who lived across town, did show up. I was very surprised. I asked her how she made it, and she said, My husband drove, I closed my eyes and prayed, and here I am. The pictures were wonderful, and the video turned out great. When we saw the video, you would not have imagined all that it took to make this wedding the beautiful event that it was, except at the very end were pictures of the flooding all around us. The only other key person who was not there was our nephew, Clint, who was to sing the Lord's Prayer. He was trying to get there, but the flooding was preventing him. I told Father Stan there was a possibility that he would make it, but if not, then just say the prayer. From where I sat in the church, I could see the choir balcony where he would, would be if he made it. Just as Father Stan got to that point in the service, he turned to look at me, and at that moment, I saw out of the corner of my eye, Clint suddenly appear in the balcony, still in his jeans and t-shirt. He didn't even have time to change. I nodded to him, and he sang the most wonderful a cappella rendition of the Lord's Prayer, I have ever heard. At the end of the service, we all went to the parish hall for the reception. Kay and many friends had transformed the parish hall into a beautiful reception hall with decorated tables, lots of food and drink that included shrimp cocktail, champagne, and little sandwiches from then a then famous restaurant called Carrie's Kitchen. When Kay had called her and asked if she could make 75 sandwiches, she said no until Kay explained why, and then she gladly agreed. They were as delicious as always. We did not have the traditional layered white wedding cake, but we had three beautiful sheet cakes, each with its own wedding cake topper. How many weddings have you been to that you get three choices of cake? <laughs> the room was just large enough to have a seat for every guest, 120 of them. We had dancing to music provided by our inscripted DJ, David Plower. If you do not know David, he is the man behind the computer who records one of our services each Sunday. He made a great DJ. Kay was even able to get the CD that had the song on it for the bride and groom's first dance that they had requested. The reception was wonderful. And yes, there was a honeymoon the saga of the honeymoon is another story full of its own miracles. This truly was a day filled with miracles. I can just imagine Mary seeing the disaster that this, this wedding could have been, saying to Jesus, they have no wedding. Now let me ask each of you a question. Do you believe in miracles? The Bible is full of them. I know my life has been full of them also. This wedding story was just one of them. Think about the events of your own life. Jesus is still performing miracles today. Maybe you can recall one of your own, or maybe you were part of one for someone else. 
I pray that each of you recognize your own miracles and the ones that are yet to come and know that without Jesus, they would not have happened. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you.